from Sigma Woman. This is the Business for Aligned Women podcast. I'm your host, Clara McKay, your aligned business coach and advocate for all things showing up for your vision. This is a no BS space for brave-hearted women who are actually craving change, not just talk. I'm dedicated to bringing women's visions into reality, equipping women with all they need to build an abundant future and shutting down all of the ways that you keep yourself small. Here, we're all about a women-centered approach, non-negotiable value alignment, and making bank without compromising your well-being. Each week, I'll be helping you to let go of shitty, limited mindset, comparison, overthinking, excuses that are holding you back, and feeling lost in biz, so that you can step into doing business in a way that feels good, step into total self-alignment, unshakable confidence, and to start taking direction on your vision. You will become the kind of woman who shows up for her dreams consistently, takes up space without question, and is making much more money and impact than she ever imagined. Just by making our time together your weekly ritual, you're already one step closer to your most aligned and abundant future. Welcome. I'll be talking about my recent rebrand. I'll be sharing with you how to know when it is time to rebrand and when to not (laughs) rebrand and not pivot in your business. Before we get into that, I just want to invite you to a free resource that I have. It's an audio guide for up-leveling in business. It's for people who've been in business for at least a year and they want some extra quick win kind of tools and tips to just shift things to that next gear. And it's a list of the podcast episodes, list and links to the podcast episodes that I think are most pivotal if you're at that point of wanting to up level. If you'd like to grab that free resource, head to the show notes and you can download it there. Also, if you're thinking about coaching this year, just a reminder that I am fully booked until May. And then when those spaces fill out, I'll be fully booked until September. Why not jump on a free call now to have a chat about how I can support you and what we can do together. All right. This week is the official launch of the new season of this podcast and my new brand, which is called Sigma Woman. And if you've ever worked with me, you'll know that choosing a name for your business is a long process that you should give a lot of time and a lot of thought to and it should have a good reason or a good point or it should be good for SEO and it shouldn't be done lightly and it shouldn't be done often. I am the first to admit I have changed my business name too many times in the last six years but this change has come about from a few things One is I was no longer feeling aligned to my spiritual name, which was Honey Bashan. It made no sense for me to have that as my business name. It also felt like a name that I was probably hiding behind a little bit. I'll share with you, not to go too off track, but I have a theory that people who get really into spiritual stuff, like go hardcore like I did in their 20s and 30s, it's because they didn't really have an adolescence, speaking from experience, no judgment here. And they kind of go a bit wild and a bit wacko and go like, okay, I'm not going to have any responsibility. I'm going to like just dive deep into spiritual stuff. And sometimes they can kind of stay off of 
planet Earth for for the rest of their lives and sometimes they can kind of decide to take responsibility again. And that is was definitely my experience with overdosing on spiritual philosophy and allowing myself to get quite sucked into at least two cultish groups around yoga and spirituality and Ayurveda. And I have come out the other side of that and it's, I imagine it might be interesting maybe possibly to people who have watched it unfold because they might think that when I was being more in my spiritual era, I was being more myself and now I'm less myself. And that couldn't be any further from the truth because how I am right now in terms of my interests and my personal style and what I spend my time doing is exactly what I was like before I went, I lost myself in spirituality. And it's not that I've changed from that. It's actually just that I've gone back to who I was always. And just to be totally transparent, it's a really fucking embarrassing thing to have gone through publicly. But I also own that it makes sense that because I didn't have an adolescence, I was made to grow up really, really young, really quickly. I decided to kind of dive off the deep end and let go of all kind of worldly realm responsibilities for a few years. All of that to be said that was just no longer serving me, no longer aligned, felt really irrelevant, and I wasn't proud of it at all. And as we'll talk about later on, me not being proud, and I know this sounds quite ridiculous, but it is true, me not being proud of it really held back my progress how much I did, the kind of things I did, pitching myself in different places, even different writing projects that I've had. I've held myself back on all of those because I was using a name that felt so misaligned. But it's a huge thing to rebrand. It's not something that you want to just do for the sake of it or you want to do quickly. You really want to ensure that it makes a lot of sense and it's worthwhile to do it which I did, and now we're here. And as I was coming up with this name, when you do anything kind of creative, you'll sometimes just get like a hit and it just won't leave you alone. And sometimes that can be called following charm. Maybe it's intuition. Maybe it's a ping. But it was just like bang, 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 Sigma woman. It can't be anything else. There's nothing else. Like I literally, there was one other name which was already taken in Australia and I couldn't use. And it was probably a bit too corporate, to be honest, for me. But this is what we've landed on. I'll talk to you a little bit about what a Sigma woman is. And the reason that I've chosen this is because I am a Sigma personality type. And I believe that the people who choose to work with me and are embodied and in integrity choose to work with me because of my Sigma characteristics. And a lot of them aspire to be more like a Sigma. I'll explain what that is and you can see if you feel that way. Sigmas are loyal, charismatic, consistent. They're self-led, self-assured, self-confident. 
They're very empowered. They're kind of go-getters, but they also are quite private. They'll do a lot in secret and they'll not kind of shout themselves from the rooftops, but they will be achieving quite a lot behind the scenes. They pay no mind to trends or what other people think, but they do care a lot about how they see themselves. They're highly dependent, responsible, accountable, self-reliant. They have super high standards for themselves and others, and they're often perceived as intimidating (laughs) and especially intimidating to people who are not in congruence. They're generally a leader and they're generally very unbothered. (laughs) I wonder if you relate to what of me as being some of those things, maybe some of them a little bit self-aggrandizing. And I wonder if you aspire to be those things. I can almost guarantee that you aspire to be more unbothered and more self-reliant, more empowered and care less about what other people think and more consistent. I can almost guarantee that all of you want more of that energy in your life. And I guess one of the reasons why I've made this shift is me just being me triggers people. Me being me triggers a small group of people who are very fucking noisy and very nasty. And I really came to a fork in the road at the end of last year where I was like, am I going to continue self-censoring? doing Harry Styles, I say, like Harry Styles, love him, but he has no opinion, no politics. He says nothing. He barely says anything in the public domain and he doesn't do any of that. He can be applicable and appealing to so many people. And you want to keep doing Harry Styles or do you want to be authentic? And I do believe that my authenticity is medicine. My clarity and my directness is literally my name. (laughs) trying to water myself down for the sake of people who are dysregulated and not taking responsibility for their own lack of equilibrium, lack of regulation is absolutely insane and misaligned with who I am and who I try to be in the world and who I try to be for my clients. This change is signifying this is what you're going to get if you work with me. And this is the kind of women I want to work with. And I want to work with women who aspire to be more like this. And I do think that a lot of these characteristics are also medicinal and they're kind of opposing to concepts of people-pleasing, patriarchy, not taking up space, watering yourself down, self-censoring, all of those things. And I know that if my clients did less of that, they would feel a lot better and they would feel more proud of themselves and they'd build their self-confidence more quickly. This is a signal to say, this is what you get when you work with me. And I'm no longer taking responsibility for other people's dysregulations or their projections on me. And I just cannot keep censoring myself because I truly believe, hand on my heart, that The most disruptive ideas that I have are probably the ideas that are going to produce the most transformation for you, and they are gold. And also, to be totally transparent, I was sick of seeing men who I greatly admire on the internet saying the things that I want to say, but I feel like I can't because I'm a woman 
and fluffy bunny women would get really offended by me. And it just felt awful that concept of if you have an idea and you don't do it, it kind of goes in the collective and someone else does it. That was consistently happening to me and it would always be men. And I would be like, okay, it's fine for him to say that. But if I said that, I would get burnt at the stake. I'm no longer accepting that anymore. And I'm going to take whatever I get on the chin, but I'm also not going to be buying into people creating their own suffering cycle in their reactions to me. I'd be interested to hear if any of you have ever thought about this stuff or perceived these things through my content. And just to be like totally clear, I don't say disruptive things to hurt you. I would never in a million years do that. I don't say disruptive things because I think I'm better than you. I, when you work with me, I explain quite a few times that I believe we're on the exact same level and that there is no hierarchy here and no one's better or more good than either of each other. And sometimes clients do come to me and say, oh, you've just got this really strong leadership energy and it kind of makes me feel like I'm down or lesser than. And I just have to explain to them, not at all. Like that is not what's going on here. Yes, probably because I'm a Sigma, I do have this very strong leadership energy. Honestly, it's something that there's often been times in my life where I don't want that because I get shoved into leadership positions that I didn't ask for, but it means nothing. That energy doesn't have any effect of what I think about anyone at all. I have to take ownership of that leadership quality and I have to acknowledge that I wouldn't go through the fire and brimstone of dysregulated people being triggered by me if I didn't know that you needed to be shaken up. And I know that you need to be shaken up because I have been working with women in a one-to-one and group capacity for six and a half years now and in women in business since late 2019, I know that you need the shakeups because the self-sabotage that I see is consistent and it's around the same things and it's not a personal problem that these things need to be said and you need to digest them. You need to take them on. But just I would never say something for the sake of it. If I'm saying something, if you feel triggered by it, it's because it's something that needs to be looked at. And if you look at it, it's probably going to produce massive positive shifts in your life. That is me. All the reasons why I've changed this name, all the reasons why I'm not going to be using the name Honey anymore. I'm just going to be using my birth name, Clara. And just really stepping into just completely owning who I am, being very much out in the open, not hiding behind anything at all. But let's get into why and when you maybe should rebrand and pivot. I have already spoken about a few things which you've probably gathered from before, but it's a real something that is a big struggle with me and my clients is if clients either aren't visually minded or if they're very visually minded and they're quite ingrained and calcified in their certain aesthetics, they really struggle to understand the subtlety of visual branding 
and its importance. If you're trying to reach a certain person and you don't look anything like what they find appealing, how do you think that's going to happen? If you understand that this person gravitates to certain aesthetics, certain brands, associates, aligns with, finds appealing, and you look absolutely the opposite, why do you think they're randomly going to decide to pay you or go in your community? Humans make very, very quick value judgments based on visuals. Less than 0.4 of a second, someone's going to make an immediate value judgment on how things look. I'm not talking about how you look as a physical person, but I am talking about the online presence. And my online presence has been a dog's breakfast for the last 12 months at least. (laughs) I admit that. That's why I paid someone to rebrand it. But you have to understand that if you're trying to reach a certain group of your ideal clients, you're going to need to speak in the same language as them and the language that they resonate with both verbally in your communications and in your visual communication. DIYing branding is going to communicate lack of professionalism, it being a bit all over the place, it being consistent, and all of those things communicate lack of trustworthiness. That's one of the reasons why I rebranded, and that is one of the reasons why maybe you might need to. If you have been doing your own branding, whether you're a graphic designer or not, you're probably too close to see that it's not appealing. Now, I'm not saying it's terrible, but you do need to look at the brands that your ideal client aligns with and audit yourself against them. And that is generally a very eye-opening practice to do. And I'll just talk about a little client experience here. I think it's funny. I'm not putting anyone down, but it is a funny experience. I had a client ask me, please, can you just look at my website and give me honest feedback? I've had a lot of people say that to me, actually. I never give them my full level of honesty because I have a degree in fine art and I'm just cutthroat when it comes to visuals. I would never actually do that because even when I give them half, it's it's too much for them. But she said this and I, I looked at her website and I said that it's very clearly DIY, which says not trustworthy. And that particular business was talking about someone's physical health and well-being. If you have a business that is someone's physical health or their financial health or their business is going to be potentially disrupted by it, you need to be presenting trustworthy. And I said this to her, I said, because people can see that it's DIY straight away, they probably just leave it. And she said, My clients have never given me bad feedback about the way my brand looks. Yeah, they haven't. Because the people who made a 0.4 second value judgment of it looking like a dog's breakfast never considered becoming your client. Like they're not your clients because they left before they would even wonder if maybe one day they could be your client because of the way you presented online. Okay. She was like, oh my goodness, I would have never thought about it that way. (laughs) You are likely to be losing people because your brand is unprofessional. That's all I'm saying here. And 
a lot of you will have professional brands and you'll have had a great brand strategist and, and graphic designer do your brand. I'm not talking to you. If that's you, I'm patting you on the back with every single thing that I say right now. But if you are DIYing your brand, I am talking to you. And I say, even if you're a graphic designer, because even if you're a graphic designer and you have the best skills ever, you're just still going to be too close to your own business to make objective decisions around what's going to best suit it and what's going to make it most appealing to that target market. That's the first little point that you need to kind of understand about why would we even rebrand. I don't want you to sleep on the power of visual communication. Maybe if you're going to rebrand or you're going to pivot, some of the reasons why you might do that is you're just not feeling aligned with it. It doesn't feel like you, and that's not to say because you are your business and everything needs to feel super aligned all the time. No, it doesn't. But if it feels jarring or grating or like you're a crab in a shell that's just way too tight and you've just outgrown it, that is a sign that you probably need to rebrand or you need to pivot. If you have been giving your all, and I'm not saying posting two stories a month, I mean giving your all for like two years and absolutely nothing's happened, you need to rebrand, you need to pivot. And another reason why you might rebrand or repivot is that you finally realized that your business wasn't viable from the beginning. When I say viable, financially viable, I mean it was never going to make a profit. And that might sound intense or harsh to some people, but my goodness, you shouldn't be pouring your energy into building a business that actually isn't financially viable from the get-go. And if a client comes to me and they have a business that I don't believe is financially viable, firstly, I'll tell them that. Secondly, I'll ask them to actually do market research around its viability. And thirdly, I'll suggest something from their skill set that's value aligned with them that would be more viable. That's what we do in business coaching. But I have in the past had clients where I've said to them, this actually isn't viable. And if you do this, it's going to be very hard to make money. And one and a half years later, now they've realized this isn't going to make money no matter what I do. And that's not to sound defeatist, but there are certain modalities that just aren't well known enough or are so controversial that you have to educate people on what it is before you even start convincing them they might need it. You're biting off so much more work than you could be or you need to. You realize it's not viable and it never has been. You probably need to pivot. You probably need to rebrand. What I was talking about before, you're not proud of your business and not to like give you guys too much leeway. But I will say, like I said before, I think me not being proud of my business had a massive flow and effect. I'll tell you just a couple of things that I didn't do because of my branding. I didn't pitch to do talks with my local council. I didn't pitch to do any local events with women business owners. I didn't have flyers anywhere or a business card anywhere. I didn't have car decals. I didn't pitch other podcasts to be a guest. I didn't pitch other blogs to be a guest. And I didn't try more collab work because I wasn't proud of what I was doing. I was a little bit ashamed of it. And I didn't want to extend myself any further than what I already had within this crab shell that I didn't feel proud of. 
not to give myself excuses, but I know that the flow and effect of making this business change, even something as silly as I go to the local gym, everyone has their business cards there. I know for a fact that there are women in business who might need a coach. I can now put a business card there. And a lot of you are sleeping on IRL marketing. I believe if you're really not proud of it or you feel grossly, it's going to have a massive flow and effect on your ability to show up and how much you put yourself out there. That is rebranding and pivoting. If you've been questioning whether you should, I hope some of those little indicators will help you make that decision. And I'd also want to reiterate, if you've been doing something for two months and you've been half-assing it and it's not giving a good result, that is not an indication that you should pivot, okay? We need to do a lot and for long enough before we make a value judgment like that. I hope that you like the new brand. Maybe go and check out the website, check out Instagram. It's going to slowly be shifting and changing over time. Nothing crazy. The products haven't changed. The service hasn't changed. Literally just the way I'm communicating things is going to change. And I hope that this concept of the Sigma woman feels exciting and enticing for you. And maybe you want to come into the fold. I will be in your ears next week. If you can't tell, getting to share this time with you is something that I find truly sacred. I know that you're busy, but if you've taken anything away from our time spent together today, could you extend the love and share this episode with a friend, your community, or on your socials? Tag me so that I can see it and I can share it too. Or when you have a spare moment, leave the podcast for review. These things cost you nothing and will mean so much to me. Let's get this resource into the hands of more women visionaries and help us collectively move towards our most aligned way of being and doing business together.